Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl T Shack Talks here with the Knockout Talkout Report. T-Shack or Tiffany, whatever y'all want to call me. Well, not whatever, but you know what I mean. Anyways, thank you for sticking it out with me. Uh, I wasn't able to really get an episode up earlier on this week, so I decided to go ahead and do it today. Um, it's My schedule is just kind of crazy, if y'all don't know. I work in the world of retail, and my, my days off are just at random. You'll never know when I have a day off to like sit and record and do all this stuff. So I try to get stuff up as quickly as I can. So thank you for hanging out with me and listening, sharing, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff because it is beyond appreciated. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend because I certainly have one. I was able to go to a charity event for some local podcasts in the area Um, I believe it was with Ignorant Philosophy, Levels of Melanin, um, the pregame, and then Three Point Podcast were all there collecting canned goods and putting on a show. So shout out to them. I was excited because I could actually get to meet and um, talk to some other local people that are doing shows and hopefully link up sometime down the road. So yeah, shout out to them. And um, great job on doing a charitable event. It looked like they collected a lot for um, the homeless and just creating a good Thanksgiving for everybody. So, yeah, let's go ahead and move along because this episode is going to be a little bit different. I don't have like a knockout of the week or anything like that. This week's episode is going to be called our weekly or no weekly. I'm tripping our weekend, <laughs> our weekend review. This weekend was NXT War Games 2, and we also had 2018 Survivor Series, Raw vs. SmackDown. And what a weekend of events that went down. It was very interesting. Overall good. Overall good. At per usual, NXT steals the show every single time, like nonstop. So... Once again, a great show that's always expected from them. Survivor Series is really good. This has been, these um, pay-per-views closer to the end of the year have been a lot better lately, which I'm really happy about because earlier this year, or I guess not this year, earlier, but after WrestleMania, it was kind of rough, man. Like, you could, it was not really good pay-per-views going on, so... I think out of all that we've seen this year so far, that Survivor Series was not that bad. I really just think wrestling Twitter be tweaking. That's all with that. Please excuse me if y'all hear noise in the background. I'm still stuffy. I don't know why I have allergies in the middle. Well, not in the middle, but the beginning of winter. Like everything outside should be dead, but whatever. I'm still blowing my nose. Still kind of coughing and sneezing and all that junk also if you hear anything else it's probably my heater it's a swift 40 degrees outside right now 
um, in Indiana. So having the heat on is a must. It is not an option when you live in the Midwest, period. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with war games. Um, and pretty much I'm just going to overall go, go over it real quick just because NXT is, it's a really great, well put together show. There's a lot of thought into the storyline. I want to tune in weekly. I want to see what's going on and I just don't expect anything less. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing just because I, I know what to expect at this point or I don't know. I don't know. But once again, it was a good show. Um, the first match that I'm going to talk about and I'm going to pull up some information so we can stay with the facts. Boom. Okay. So real quick, we see Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono come out first with like a really quick I don't know if I want to call it like a squash match or maybe like the beginning of something well it was really just a, a quick segment to introduce him to a larger audience because that bitch was packed like you could literally see how full it was in there so it was a good way to introduce him get on on TV so on and so forth don't really I don't know I don't have any feelings about it right now so yeah Next was Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Zane in a two out of three falls match. These two don't miss. They really don't. They they know each other's moves set. You can see that they're very familiar um, with each with each other's moves and what to do. And just overall, they are extremely entertaining. Um, but they were not really the star of this match now first off i do want to admit that i felt like this match was too short um i feel like there were maybe some other matches that could have been cut down maybe five minutes just to give them an extra five um because when Shayna pinned her for the second for the second pin i was shocked that it was over like i was like the ending didn't make me feel any type of way or get me hype or anything like that I was just like oh it's over but they did really well in the match but they did not shine in the match because during the match we had an um an interruption of course from Shayna's friends what's their names hmm. do, do, do. do I have a name yes okay Jessamine is it Jessamine, y'all? Jessamine Duke and Morena Schaefer. I probably fucked that all up. I'm so sorry. But anyways, they came out, um, interrupted the match, started beating on Kyrie, doing extra shit. I was shocked that um, Dakota, Dakota, it's going to be a long one, y'all. It's going to be long. Dakota Kai was the one that came out. I was like, okay. But I guess she don't like Shayna Baszler either because they had their little beef. So I guess that makes sense. What I was excited about was Io Shirai coming out and assisting 
with um, extra help around the ring during the match. Whew, let me tell you, that moonsault that she does is so effortless. So on point. It was beautiful in the air that she got. That was the highlight of the match right there. Forget forget everything else. Who won, who lost. That moonsault was popping. I can't wait to see more from EO. I hope her and Kyrie do more together. Um, I see them together a lot on um, in pictures for NXT live shows. So if they could just bring some of that to the main event show, I would highly appreciate that. So yeah, overall, really good match. Um, Shayna retained her title. Hopefully, somebody will get called up or something soon. Who knows? You never know what people are doing in um, in creative at WWE, period. So next we have Aleister Black, one of my favorites, versus Johnny Gargano. Wow. They literally kicked the shit out of, out of each other. Per usual, I'm not surprised. Um, it was a very great match. Um, little, um, like Johnny was out there getting his head knocked off pretty much. And it was great. It was really great. Um, I love the character that they have going with Johnny Gargano where he's definitely a heel, but he pretends to be a baby face. It's so interesting because they'll come out and be like, see, I'm a good guy. I was just helping by doing this really fucked up thing. Um, but really, he's a bad guy. He's just as bad as Tommaso Ciampa. Really hope they link up on some evil DIY type of shit. I could totally see that. I hope that's what they do. I have more faith in NXT creative than I have main roster creative. So hopefully they go in that route and build a heel DIY from this match. That's what I'm hoping came out of this. Overall, it was a really good match. Really great to see. Alistair Black is my fave. Favorite intro, all that good stuff. So, yeah, shout out to them for the match. Let's see, because I got some notes. Yes, Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Wow. Wow. First of all, let's just talk about how Velveteen loves to troll Hulk Hogan. And I'm here for it. So for the longest, I was a little confused. I was like, why does he reenact him? Is he a fan? Does he not know what happened? And then I realized that a lot of it was from the the backlash that he got while he was on, while Velveteen Dream was on um, WWE Tough Enough, which was pretty much like America's Next Top Model for wrestlers, pretty much. Um, and Hulk Hogan happened to be a judge on the show at the time, and he did not like Velveteen Dream. He thought that he wasn't going to go anywhere, wasn't going to do anything. So I love this whole trolling of Hulk Hogan and just saying like, I wasn't going to be who, because I can actually do what you did and I can do it better. And he does. 
he does it better. To me, he's more entertaining than Hogan. I think Hogan had good acting capabilities. I don't know. I just wasn't impressed by him. Like a lot of people, a lot of people love Hulk Hogan. I'm not knocking them on that. That's fine. That's what you grew up with and what you liked. Cool. He didn't do it for me personally. So there's that. The match was just really good. Per usual, Tommaso is tearing up the floor, always trying to get somebody extra hurt. And he always ends up being the one to get hurt. I really thought about two or three good times that the match was going to be over and Velveteen was going to win the title. Like, I was ready. I was ready for him to win the title. He did not win this go-around. And I know people are like, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Like, so so what? Like, I don't need a Pepsi, but damn it, I'm going to drink it. You know? Like, there's a lot of shit we don't need. But he clearly works hard. The company loves him. And I hope they continue to push him. I don't know if I'm ready for him to go to the main roster. Not because of talent or anything like that. I just don't know what the fuck Vince is going to do with him. Like, is he going to push him to a positive place in the main roster? Or is he going to Oscar him out? Like, you, like, where is No Way Jose? Not saying No Way had the type of career... Velveteen Dream is having in NXT. I don't even think No Way had a had a um, a storyline when he was in NXT. But like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But overall, this match definitely gets a thumbs up. I love anything with those two. Either outcome would have been just fine with me because I love um, Tommaso Ciampa as a champion. He literally has like a a relationship with the title. Calling it Goldie and hugging it and always make sure he gives it a kiss before he gives it away. Um, He is on like my list. I'm going to have to come up with a list of of, um, wrestlers who should have a freaking Tony Award. You know what I'm saying? Like because the level of acting and the believability is like on 12 and Tommaso is definitely on that list period so yeah so let's see so the last match of the night was the actual war games match which I really enjoy I love a good old themed match you know stuff with extras in it two rings a big cage you got these people locked in another cage like it's just overall really dope um the match was well laid out well organized i love how it's really just a like a tornado tag match until the end and then you start getting into like the objects getting thrown into the ring you know it it's it just seems like a very well organized show and they all get to show off their talent and all get their shit in um the highlight there was actually like two main highlights for me personally during that match um the first one was the whole situation with Pete Dunne and what is his name 
Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly um, throwing that extra lock on the other cage, locking Pete Dunn in. So, I don't know this for sure, but I will say on the last episode of NXT before War Games, Pete Dunn kind of did look real life hurt. He looked like he hurt his ankle. Um, so, I would not be surprised that they had to do that just so he would not be in the match as long. But that's perfect. That's perfect storytelling. Instead of being like, oh, Pete Dunn is hurt, blah, blah, blah. Like, they they make it work. And it was entertaining. He locked him in there, threw away the key. Everybody's like, oh, snap, I can't use this key for that one and this one. Somebody, like, it was really good. Um, I just like the way how NXT incorporates injuries without talking about the actual energy energy and without talking about the actual um injury they just create a story off of that and it's not something that's corny or dumb it's something that's entertaining because we all know that a disputed uh undisputed era they will do what they need to do to get shit done and if, you know, they see an opportunity to mess somebody up, to retain or to win or whatever, they will do it. So that was really dope. And then the final highlight of that match was definitely the moonsault off the top of the cage from Ricochet. So during the match... Um, when Ricochet actually got in, I was like, dang, it's going to be a little bit hard for him to shine during this match because a lot of his moments are on the outside of the ring. Most of the time he's like doing suicide dives. He's doing flips out the ring. He's jumping over the ref. Like he's doing all types of crazy stuff. Um, that you, you can't do in a cage, you know? So... I was really glad to see him have his moment, do that beautiful moonsault, and land effortlessly. He, his work is literally flawless. And I appreciate that. Honestly, like, people talk about how unreal wrestling is, wrestling's that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, can can you seriously do a backflip off of a fucking cage and not hurt yourself? Like, that's fucking talent. So, yeah, overall, War Games, really good. I already said, I always expect good shit from NXT. I don't expect anything less. So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to move on to Survivor Series. So, what did y'all think about Survivor Series? How did you feel? Was it good? Was it bad? I thought it was okay. You know, it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. I mentioned early, earlier in the show at the beginning, how the pay-per-views from earlier this year were horrible. Like, they were not good. Like, Backlash was terrible. So, I think that this is a great improvement. 
Um, I think people are really disappointed by some of the changes that were made at the last minute, which, you know, some you can help some, you know, they made some, some calls and some decisions, but let's go ahead and get into that. First off, what do we have on the list? So one thing I want to mention while I'm looking for this list is that I just want to say shout out to the the um announce the announcers jojo and kayla they are doing such a good job and i wonder if wwe will ever get to a place where they um incorporate more of the staff and the announce team and the announcers so they can have some sort of legacy they had lillian garcia for over 20 years doing a lot more she was ring announcing. She was doing interviews in the back. She was a part of storylines. She was a part of segments. And they don't really do that anymore. So I'd really be interested to see if there's something that they decide to do in the future. Enough with that. So I'm just going based off of a list. This is not the correct the correct order at all. Um, hold on. Because let me see. Well, we'll talk about the pre-show. The pre-show match. So, we kicked it off with a tag team, 10-man, or was it, how many people was in that match, y'all? It was 10 tag teams in one member from each tag team. Um, I thought it was a pretty well-organized match because, honestly, I thought it was going to be a shit show. Because that's a lot of bodies, a lot of people. But they ended up organizing it really nicely. You got to see some matchups that you would technically never really get to see. Um, and kind of just feel the vibe of what's, you know, what's the, what they should look to do in the future, pretty much. For some reason, they did not count the win from SmackDown tag team group situation. They didn't count that win as a win during survivor series and it's like bro they're a part of the main roster too just because they're on the pre-show doesn't mean that that's not like a a win like what's what the hell was the point of them even going at it they should have just never even had the match like why are they out here getting their ass thrown around in this ring if y'all not even gonna count it as a win but, you know, overall, I, I feel like they should have had something on the line. Some sort of story with Survivor Series. Like, this show can do this. Or this show is the one that will be able to complete in. Or compete in the next pay-per-view. Something. Because there was literally no reason or rhyme to Survivor Series. It was just matches that people may have been interested in seeing. And that's it. So let's see. We have the champ, the heavyweight championship matches. You have Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. And let me be clear: when I say this, I thought Brock Lesnar was gonna rock Daniel Bryan into next week. I really did, y'all. I was like, oh my gosh, he's about to get taken down he's gonna be put on leave after this match 
Not that I was wishing that on him. I don't wish that on nobody. But Brock Lesnar, that's a big bitch. Like, he's huge. And Daniel Bryan is what? Like, 4'9"? Like, he's not big. And, you know, I don't I don't know anything about Daniel Bryan's past heel turns. I know he had um, heel turns in Ring of Honor. And a lot of people have said that those were, re- were very entertaining. I'm hoping we get to see some of that. I don't know if what he was doing last night by taunting Brock Lesnar around the ring is a part of that heel turn. It seems like it is. I, I think it'll be a very uh, interesting build. I, I'm intrigued. I'll, I'll say that. I want to see more. I still stand by my opinion. Brock Lesnar matches are ass. His last good match was probably um, last year's Survivor Series with AJ Styles. That was probably his last really decent match that had some moves, some entertainment. This was um, pretty much the same old bullshit. Um, Daniel Bryan got some of his stuff in, but... Still got beat to shit, so fuck it. Move along. Next match, we got Ronda Rousey, as all the McMahons say. They put a lot of emphasis on on that name. But anyway, we got Ronda versus Charlotte Flair. So, as we all know, this was originally supposed to be Ronda versus Becky. Becky got punched in the face by Nia Jax. Broken nose, broken face, concussion, couldn't compete. Um, so Becky had to pick somebody and she picked Charlotte, which even though I think to a lot of people that didn't make sense, it made sense to me because if you want to do a match and you're like, who do I know that's going to get this done? Friend or foe, who's going to get the W? I'm going to pick Charlotte because A, I know what she can do. B, we just had a match where she took me to my limit. I don't think I have a C. But anyways, I would pick Charlotte Flair. Like, it makes it makes sense, you know. And this also makes sense if they're going to be moving towards the four horsewomen um scenario the four horsewomen of wwe versus the four horsewomen of ufc um i can see this becoming a thing because now becky and charlotte may not necessarily be best friends sipping the tea like they were before but they have a um an admirable respect for one another now which means that they could probably do the storyline, be in the ring together, and work together. So, yeah. Enough of that. Um, she picked Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is like, I'm going to win for Becky. Um, we get Ronda out there with some more crazy eye makeup. I don't know. I don't know why they keep making these decisions, but okay. Um, and then we have Charlotte Flair come out. Um, overall, they have a really good match. Once again... Let me be real clear. I like Rhonda. I don't like that she's champion. 
But I do think that she's getting better and better with every match because she learns so freaking fast. Once again, this was one of her best matches um, overall. I did like that Charlotte Flair snapped. She definitely snapped. Now, I don't know what, I don't know where WWE is going with this, which is fine. You know, they're the storytellers. You know, I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. Okay. I just don't know if they got the reaction that they were wanting. If they're still trying to keep Rhonda as a baby because it's, it's not working. Here's the, here's my thought process on it. Um, and then I mentioned somebody else who had also had like a really bomb ass point. People bought tickets. Well, people who bought tickets earlier. People bought tickets expecting to go to this show and boo Ronda Rousey. Period. Becky is too hot right now. She is way too hot. There is no way they're going to be able to have Ronda and Becky in that match and Ronda get any sort of cheers. They came in there knowing that they were going to boo her. And I just felt like even after the exchange of people in the match, that they just decided they were going to keep that energy. Keep that same energy and boo Ronda regardless. Because even though um, Becky is not there, clearly her spirit is there. Um, I was listening to a sound clip of Busted Open uh, where... What's his name? Bubba Ray was on there speaking on the whole situation. And he was like, Charlotte was there for Becky. She said she was going to fight for Becky. So now she's a representation of Becky. So what are you going to do if Becky's there? You're going to cheer. So the fact that Charlotte Flair was there for Becky and literally rocked the shit out of Rhonda, like beat her. When I tell you, I ain't seen somebody get beat down like that in a while. She got rocked. She got socked. She got all that shit with the kendo stick. And since Charlotte was there for Becky, because she said that, she is now Team Becky. She has now got Becky's blessing. So, yeah, the audience is going to cheer because Charlotte is there for Becky. I don't really think people are trying to go against what what um Vince or WWE is trying to do. These are just natural reactions. These are natural reactions. When you see somebody literally trying their best to do something and they finally get sick and tired and they snap and they get what they want and they get it done, you're going to cheer for that story because what's more relatable? So when this person that has worked worked all this time and finally has gotten to where they want to go and then gets hurt and gives somebody else their blessing, we're going to cheer that person. That she gave the blessing to. So, to me, it makes sense. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it is time for a Ronda Rousey heel turn.
it's time. They because literally Rhonda's out here trying her best, trying her best, doing her thing, holding up the title, getting her ass kicked, doing all this stuff, and she's not getting the respect. So hopefully they do something with that and tie it into that story because think about it, Shayna Baszler is a heel right now. She's a super heel. I can't see her being like um a baby face at all. And then I'm assuming that Jessamyn and Marina, Marina, are going to be heels as well. So, a heel turn is a coming. Okay. Next, we have the men's Survivor Series elimination match. That match involved Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler. Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley for Team Raw. And we have The Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Jeff Hardy for SmackDown. So let me just start by saying that Team SmackDown, this team could have gotten together in 2005. I just find it very odd that there aren't more mid-card people in this match I find it odd that Shane McMahon is in that match and then I also find it very odd that Shane McMahon pretty much was the star of the Smackdown team like why why do you need this why I I don't understand so I'm not gonna lie I'm not super invested into this match I was more so still on my phone reading tweets because, I mean, the only person who had something on the line was Braun. Braun gets to beat the shit out of um, a Baron Corman for being a little bitch, pretty much. And, I mean, that's something on the line, but that is not enough for me to really enjoy the match. You know, per usual, I enjoy Rey Mysterio. Um, I can't, I'm not going to lie, it is still pretty dope that Shane McMahon can do two coast to coast and fucking jump off the top turnbuckle into the table. I mean, is Shane McMahon like, what, 45, 50 still out here? I mean, I give props when props are due. I still don't think he needed to be in the match, but that was dope nonetheless. Nonetheless, it was a good freaking moment. I, let me see, because I don't even know who won. Oh, duh, Raw. Raw won all of them. So, yeah, I don't have anything on that. Sorry, y'all. If y'all have more on that, please contact me. Email me. Email me. K-O-T-O at gmail.com. Or follow me on Twitter, KOTO. I don't even know what I just said. KOTO report at. Yeah. Anyways, next Survivor Series Women's Elimination Match. We have Natalia, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Ruby Riot on the Raw side. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, that is not correct. So, 
that's right they ended up i missed part of this on the pre-show because i had to work um and i didn't know the pre-show was gonna be two flipping hours i would have turned it on at work fuck it but anyway they ended up taking natalia and ruby right out because they got into a fight couldn't get along the you can't talk about my daddy my my um gone on the glory daddy and think we about to just sit here and work together that's not an option so yeah they got into a fight and um the leader of the match or of the raw team alexa bliss brought in bailey and sasha whom deserve to be on the fucking show anyways like bailey and sasha they shouldn't have been a replacement and then on the SmackDown team, we have Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Sonya Deville, and we had Mandy Rose come in and fill the spot of Charlotte Flair since she got moved to the Ronda match. Um, overall, once again, a really good match. I don't think the women do bad matches. Hold on, y'all. Sorry, I recorded my apartment and I heard I heard some strange noises outside. But anyway, the women to me don't put on bad matches. Um, they just seem really organized in what they are going to do and how they're going to go about it. Um, the, the amount of booze and anger that left that arena as soon as they seen Nia's toe come out the curtain. Bitch, they booed her down to her draws, honestly. And, I mean, I know a lot of y'all are mad, but why not? They turned her heel anyways. Go with the heat. Go with it. She even came out, looked at her fist, looked at Tamina like that. <laughs> guess that's why they're mad and walked out to the ring Nia Jackson didn't have to do shit that whole match to gain as much heat as she got Naomi the biggest baby face on Smackdown kicked the shit out of Nia Jackson got the biggest pop that she's gotten in a while just because she kicked the shit out of her um Asuka came out the curtain <clears throat> let me get close we would like to see more of Asuka please that's what we want to see. I don't care if she's nice, happy, sad, mad. I don't give a damn. I just want to see more Asuka. And I want to see her with um, a higher skill level of competition. I want to see her in a storyline. And I don't want the fact that she does not speak the most clear English be the issue. Grow the fuck up. Y'all were putting words on the damn TV for them um, mixed match challenges last year. Put put some damn closed captioning up for her. If it's that deep, if that's what it is, give me closed captions. Something. Put my girl Asuka up. Do something. And I will say this every single week. Do something with Asuka. Let me get off of my... Um, my stand now or my soapbox that's that's the right word soapbox let me get off of my soapbox right now um Nia Jax actually went went ahead and won 
um i see what they're doing they they put um naomi out early which really sucked but after i watched the match the second time i got it they turned to me in a hill um and what's the biggest way to get booze eliminate somebody who's beloved which is naomi so yeah i got it i get it understood um then that's right sasha banks was in the in the in the ring with oscar and naya was pretty much like fuck that you're done i'm about to beat this i'm about to win for everybody got her eliminated went in and beat up on oscar and caught the win so yeah i think that is great booking y'all are mad y'all y'all are so mad on twitter and it's crazy because it's like people keep coming up the, up with these lists of botches that supposedly have happened with nia Jax, and it literally went from like oh these are the three times she fucked up to like these are the 10 separate times that she's fucked up you know how many times people get hurt on these fucking shows and they don't say nothing about it like okay nia Jax's botch list is a little a little lengthy and that is serious it's, it's nothing to ignore i mean even if you look at the match she wasn't really doing that much she was very careful you can tell even during the um the beginning where everybody was in the ring she wasn't really interacting you know she she just didn't have a lot of interaction in that match she actually got beat up on in my opinion in the match for a little bit but you never know y'all don't know what other people's botch lists are or what they're like or how long they are i mean come on why, why is alexa bliss out right now because she got hit in the fucking face by ronda rousey now mind you ronda rousey it's still green so that's not the best example but still you don't know how many people other women have hurt um and just kind of bringing up old shit is like played this this is a combat sport period it's not it's not a trip to walmart and stuff is gonna happen especially when you're a powerhouse like nia Jax. so let's hope and pray that down the road she um She's able to correct those mistakes, and that's really all you can do. Let's see. Next match. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. So, I do not have an opinion on this match, y'all. There was no, like, story. Like, I'm going to say this over and over again. Storyline is what gets me. I'm sure the match was great, but why are we here? Seth Rollins, um main focus right now is the breakup of the shield his best friend is out sick his other best friend has lost his damn mind he literally said i don't give a fuck about shinsuke and even though to me shinsuke's um promo was really well he was like oh it's sad he don't care about me because i've been watching him like i thought that was so good but there was nothing to play off of because if the other person doesn't give a fuck about you even if you give a fuck about them, like, there's nothing to 
it, there's no story. So, yeah, it was a good match. I just watched it again. It was cool. Do better. Next, um, AOP versus The Bar. Now, I was actually really excited for this match just because new competition. It wasn't like the same three tag teams being tossed around with the same folk. You actually got to see AOP do some work. The the disappointment or the, the unfortunate highlight of this match was neither one. Unfortunately. Um, and Zoe More showed up and was in the audience, I should say. He was like mm, third or fourth row in the front, chilling. I think, I, I'm not gonna lie y'all. I thought he had on a fur beanie. This motherfucker had on a wig, a black wig, somebody's great grandma wig. In the first three rows, watching Survivor Series, and picked this match to get up and act a plum fool and try to steal the spotlight. So I'm not going to. To make fun of him. If anybody knows, like, I'm a big supporter of the mental health community. This is not a joke. Um, he's clearly down on his luck. You know, you've lost your job over an allegation that wasn't true. You're trying to find your footing again and you're not making the money that you were. And, I mean, he lived quite lavishly. I wouldn't be surprised if he was down financially. And, yeah, he, he could possibly, we could be seeing a nervous breakdown. Honestly, this could really be a nervous breakdown. Um, he wanted some momentum. Maybe he wanted some free advertisement. All I know is I seen the video of security coming out the cut. And, bitch, they were not playing with him. They were not fucking with him. He literally got on that chair five seconds later. That woman from security came through with the one-two and was like, bitch, get down. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that that was the highlight of the tag match because this was ALP's first main roster pay-per-view. And that's what everybody remembers. Oh, and fucking... <sighs> Let me just... So, earlier on the pre-show, Drake Maverick was talking about how he ain't scared of nobody. He's been fighting in monsters his whole life. As we all know, um, Big Show has been hanging out with the bar. I don't know if he's like security. I don't I don't know the purpose of this. I, I don't. But Drake Maverick, who's the manager of AOP um, and general manager of 205 Live, I was like, I ain't scared of nobody. I ain't scared of no giants. I got two giants with me. Bow, bow. Okay, cool. He's running around the ring, being distracting, doing whatever the fuck. Basically, Big Show ran up on him. Drake Maverick gets nervous and pisses in his khakis on my TV. I could not believe what the hell I was seeing. Who agreed to this? 
like yeah so I want to know what y'all thought about that because I think a lot I've seen a lot of people on Twitter think it's funny maybe that's just not my humor that's not my speed or my team so yeah nah didn't really do it for me but the Twitter seemed to like it so fuck it and then last the last match because this show is getting lengthy y'all I'm sorry this is supposed to be a quick review and it turned into an hour review um last match real quick we had the cruiserweight championship which was not like a raw versus smackdown type of thing it was kind of like a bonus match and it got on the main the main show which it deserves to I mean it was really just a treat to watch um entertain me great high high flying capability I mean, I knew these two were going to have a bomb match, and they did. Um, I'm not super invested into 205 just because I watch so much wrestling. And there's so much stuff on. I mean, hell, I watch Total Divas on top of that. Like, there's just so many shows. And 205 has kind of went on the back burner for me. But I am going to catch up because they deserve their matches. Like, the um, clips that I see online bananas so yeah that was a great match to have on the show um yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and getting into survivor series with us now we are on the road to tlc we're gonna see how that goes hopefully they actually have some tlc matches this year that would be lovely because last year, I I don't recall a table, ladder, or chair like that. So, yeah, that's what we can hope for. Um, today is Monday, so Raw will be coming on. And then um, um, we'll also have SmackDown tomorrow. So, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Holding it down today. Please follow me on Twitter, KOTO Report. And then also hit me up, email me, DM me. Um, if you would like to make any donations towards the show, don't be scared. The email for that is KOTO at gmail.com. With KOTO Report at gmail.com for PayPal. So yeah, thank you guys. And I will see you next week.